You're listening to the One of One podcast, and here are your hosts, L2L and 238 Cards. Hey, everybody, 238 here with my buddy, L2L. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are, you, how are you doing on this wonderful day? I'm dandy. I'm dandy. You know why we're both dandy? Is both our teams uh, made still head, up, head upsets in the tournament, yeah. too, Michigan and North Carolina. I know it's crazy. I uh, did not. I had North Carolina beating Baylor, but that was just bias, total yeah. bias. Yeah. And um, I know we've been hot recently, but it was awesome, awesome to see. You know, great coaching, great team win. I mean, it's fun when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, super exciting. That's why I love. I mean, it doesn't matter what year. March Madness is just the best because you ever, you, you just never know. You don't like having a 15 seed in the Sweet 16 this year is just incredible. By the way. No, never been a bigger fan of peacocks in my life. Love <laughs> yeah. watching the peacocks play. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun, and love that their names the peacocks. Yes, I love that too, especially with the uh, <laughs> mosaic choice coming out this year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is awesome. Well, on today's episode, we uh, wanted to talk to everyone about our approach when we go to a card show and what uh, what we're looking for and kind of our approach to it. So L two L. I will let you start. Um, yeah, I'll let you start. Well, I'd like to start off with how we start about going into the show. You go When you go to the show, typically I get there pretty early um, because I like to look around. But uh, what on the very beginning of the show, um, most of the time, 80% of the tables are still setting up. Um, so they're working hard. They're trying to get everything put out. They want to make sure everything looks good. Um, and you know, you go from inside the line, you go, you go into the card show and everybody's just setting up. So what I like to do is, is to not bother them. I like to look around, see if this something catches my eye. Um, look at how things are appropriately priced. You know, that's when I really do. That's the time that I really do my research on what cards I like or what specific things I like. Um, and, kind of do a price comparison of what, you know, comps on that uh, after I do my walk around, you know, just kind of take a mental picture of it. After I do that, uh, maybe wait about an hour or two uh, after doing some comps, let people start talking, that kind of thing. And then actually going and and around again and actually talking to those people, um, making sure that they know who I am, you know, I know who they are, where they're from, who they are. I actually take interest in them because at the end of the day, two, three, eight, it's about people. Relationships, yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't care if people are wanting to give me a better deal or, you know, the same deal as what they have on the table. It's just nice to have that communication with somebody, especially in this day and age right now where everything's done over the Internet. And uh, there's a lot of great people in this hobby. A lot of great people and people have been doing it for years and years and know what they're doing. So, I mean, most of the people who have tables know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They do. Um, so just having that conversation with them, just, mm -hmm. uh, asking them how they're doing. If you already know who they are, Hey, how are, you know, how's, how are your kids doing? How's, you know, how, how's everybody doing in your family? I hope everything's well, that kind of thing. Um, did you happen to see this? Did you happen to see that building those relationships? Like you said, um, goes a long way for the way I like to look at things and collect um, or trade or sell, whatever I want to do. Um, and it also gives you a little insight into what they enjoy, you know, who, who they collect, who they, 
who they like to invest in, that kind of stuff. Um, don't just make it all about the cards, but you can eventually get there. Um, walking around from table to table, shake somebody's hand, say, mm-hmm. look them in the eye, shake somebody's hand and talk to them like a real person. Shouldn't Everything shouldn't be a business transaction. Um, it should be more about, hey, I'm here to help you. Um, I'd like to get to know you. And, you know, if all things go well and, you know, they end up y'all hit it off and y'all are, y'all end up being best buddies. And next thing you know, that could be a great thing too. You know, you made a new friend. So, um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of positives to go with card shows, but I also think there's a lot of people who take the wrong approach to them, which Mm -hmm. I'm glad we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. Um, because even while I'm standing there talking to people, there's just people who come up and point and say, can you do any better on this card? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, no, or maybe they take a few bucks off and, and that's the end of the conversation. Um, and that's most of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love, and you are so right about the relationship side of it first as a human being. And it is about people. Um, I have seen so many uh, walk up and not even greet the person and just say, hey, do you want to buy this card for me? And I'm not like, it's every age I've seen do this. And it's like, you know, and usually the person behind the table might look at it but usually it's a no thank you type of situation because you didn't even like try to build a relationship or say hey how are you doing today or are you buying cards or anything like that so it is about that um i'll talk a little bit about when i enter a show um and i love this conversation by the way um uh my approach is very similar to yours. I always try to get there when the doors open or, or a little bit before. Now, I also have been going to this particular, these particular shows I go to a lot. So a lot of the, a lot of the people know me. So sometimes I do actually help out, but you're right. I don't bother someone when they're in their zone setting up. Um, can always walk back to them. Um, my personal approach as a breaker is I do head straight for the tables that have the wax. So I do go kind of do an overview of that, especially if there are new people that I haven't seen before that have wax, I will go look um, and just see what they have and see what prices they have in the mat, just in case there's a new product. For instance, Playbook came out um, recently and I went to a really large show in Nashville and I needed, I wanted some Playbook and there were very few people who had them there. So I walked in the doors and just beeline to all of the tables that had wax and then bought all the playbook I could. Um, uh, so there are situations like that too, but then the other side of it is really, uh, you know, taking your time. Yeah. Most of the time when I go to a card show, I cannot get out of there in one hour, two hours, or even three hours if I'm truly looking for stuff because you do end up having really good conversations. And, and, and one of the things I love to do is, you know, at every card show there's, and there's a lot of this, you have, you have the oldest guy there who has the yeah. vintage collection and no one's looking at it. Yeah. I love going over there and just striking up a conversation. Me too. They have the best stories and they have so much knowledge about what's going on. And I just love it. We have a guy at our show who's there every week and he is, he's, I'm serious. He's got to be in his eighties and he sells vintage Wheaties boxes. That's all he sells. That's awesome. And he's awesome. And I love going and talking to him. And then I'll buy it. And they're not that expensive. Like I bought a Barry Sanders Wheaties box, original Wheaties box from him um, a couple of weeks ago for $15. It's like, yeah, 
It's just great. And so wow. like, I, I just love going over and talking to him because very few people are wanting Wheaties boxes, but two, like at, at, they're not at his table because he doesn't have cards, but yeah, this guy who's got to be in his mid eighties just has so much knowledge and history and the stories that you learn. So I, I do love going around and striking up conversations and just, just building those relationships. I also, um, I also always wear a tiger's hat. Now I live in Tennessee, but it is amazing if you go to card shows in states that you're you're not they're a fan of there. How many people will pull you aside and said, "Oh, are you from Michigan? Where are you from?" And then yeah. I've met some people at these shows who are now my friends because we both live in a similar town. I mean, close town, and we didn't know that we both are near, live near each other up in Michigan. Sure. Um, so yeah. So th- that too. Um, a couple other things I want to say is when I go to a card show, some of the things I see people do uh, too is uh, when you're looking up comps it from what my experience is, and maybe, maybe that's just mine. It's okay to have look up comps right there with the person. A lot, oh, of yeah. people, a lot of people will be like embarrassed about it. Or some people will be like a little sneaky, like they're hiding their phone. I saw a TikTok recently where a guy did like the three people who look up comps at a show. And it was really <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. I saw that too, <laughs> but it's, it's true. They know what you're doing. I mean, yeah. that's what the internet's for is to make sure. I mean, I mean, that's what at least eBay and all these other places are for. They, they're here to help you with the comps part of it. Yes. Um, and uh, people understand that. Uh, typically, a lot of these people, these shows, they, they, they hide their sticker price on purpose. First off, it strikes a conversation. Second off, it, um, it really just takes away the people who aren't serious about buying. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, most of, uh, I would say for the people who have the tables, I want to say probably 70% of the people just walk through. 70 to 80% of the people just walk through yeah. looking, checking comps or they walk away from the table and act like they're doing something else. And they're just checking comps on their yeah. phone, yeah. being really suspicious about yeah. it. Um, but uh, I think it's, I think it's great. I've, I've made some friends at some, at some card shows, which makes it a lot of fun. Um, but uh, let's say that uh, you see that specific card um, that, Hey, this, I've been looking for this card. It's there. Uh, you, you, you don't know the person yet, right? This is a new person you, you you just met. How do you handle that situation? So this happened just recently uh, at the show I was at on Saturday. There was some uh, couple PSA slabs I wanted to get. This is the first time I'd ever seen this person um, at the at the place. And I did have a really nice conversation with him beforehand about our baseball teams because I was wearing my Tigers hats. and He was a Giants fan. And um, so... I was looking up the comps on a p- couple particular cards and uh, I just uh, showed him, I mean, he asked me, we were having this conversation and I said, yeah, this is what the last one sold for. Well, they know most sellers know that if he were to go sell that on eBay, he's giving eBay 11%. So I'm always trying to be super fair. I don't try to, you know, go down 25% on something, but I usually do say, Hey, would you do it for this? And that's, or, a lot of times, if you say, what's the best price you can give me after showing them the comp, a lot of times you're going to get a better price than if you asked for, you know, 10 or 15% off. And sure. so on this particular one, it was not a very inexp- expensive PSA slab. It was like $28. I think I gave yeah. him 20, 25 for it. So I wasn't trying to sure. steal the bank on them, but that that's kind of what, that's kind of how I approach that. What about you? So I had a pretty big card I was going after in my eyes. It was a pretty big card. Um, but uh, this was this was about two months ago. Went to a card show. Um, 
and man, I wanted this card really bad. And it was it was slabbed up PSA ten. Very excited about it, and I started just talking to the guy, having good conversations. And in the middle of just talking to him, guy walks up and starts talking to him about the card that I'm looking at. Which, by the way, the guy told me he was like, nobody's asked about this card in the past two shows, you know, and, and now it's starting to get brought up. Mm-hmm. And he points at me and says, well, this guy's about to bid on it, too. And I was like, oh, no, it's 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 all good. So, um, uh, you know, I let him talk for, to their guy for a little bit. And I wish I wouldn't have handled that way because I wish I would have been like, you know, let's talk a little bit about it then if we have b- both of us here. But that was a real awkward situation because the guy ended up buying that card. And I, I was a little upset with myself that I didn't buy it. But, you know, that was one of those learning moments for me. If I would, how I would have handled it differently would have been, you know, hey, let's let's talk for a little bit and then, you know, kind of immediately express, maybe get him to get the card out, put it in my hands. That way the other person knows that I'm looking at it, that kind of thing. Um, you know, if, if you're interested in something, make it known too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't make it as known as probably I should have. I looked like I was just grazing mm-hmm. um, when I should have been a little more in, you know, intentional about what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's, that's probably some, we always have these learning experiences and that was probably one of my biggest learning experiences was how to handle those situations a little more actively. That was the first time and only time this ever happened to me mm-hmm. that someone actually actively came out after the same card while I was still saying it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I guess that Carson Wentz is going to a different guy now. So. <laughs> Hopefully he's a commanders fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of fan he was, but he, he <laughs> was interested in the Carson Wentz. So, yeah. um, uh, definitely very interesting for sure. And, uh, about how that, how that got handled, um, and how I should have handled that yeah. situation. Uh, but now, you know, talking with the guy, you know, and I told him a little about it. I just was honest with the guy after mm-hmm. he sold the card he was like, man, I would, he was like, that guy just came up and bought from me. At least you talked to me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I feel like he would have probably sold it to me, but yeah. um, live and learn. That's what it's about. Live and learn. And it, it just, I mean, we keep talking about this and I get a lot of people asking me and I get messages all the time of how do you get such good deals on your stuff? And it really is been relation has been relationships at card shows. Yeah. It hasn't, you know, I have some LCSs I go into, but I've met my best uh, people that I buy from at card shows and have become friends with them. Sure. And that really is the best way, not only for wax, but, but individual cards too. There are guys that know when I walk by that I'm a Ricky Henderson fan and he's like, Oh, and not even like, I'll have them point out, Oh, that guy over there. I saw a cool Ricky Henderson card. You should go check it out. So it's just that relationship type thing. And um, yeah, I just think it's so, so important. Um, and I don't want to, you know, blame the younger generation, but I do see a lot of, and it's not their fault. A lot of it, cause we do stuff through eBay and on the internet, but a lot of it is them just walking up and it's just a quick, short conversation. It's, you know, not realizing you are talking to a person and what can you do for me type of situation. Yeah. Um, there's, there's another aspect to it too, that I want, uh, just kind of bring up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, my first card show I ever went to, this is when you, actual first card show where I actually looked to invest in, you know, mm-hmm. and um, this is when I first started, you know, doing the breaking and stuff. And uh, I guess it was October, se- August, September or something like that. Anyway. So I went to a card show and there was the guy that um, 
has a big YouTube channel and big TikTok channel. He doesn't do breaks or anything like that. He just does investments with cards. And um, so I was actually able to talk to him and get good feel on how he does super certain things and how he handles those situations. So he has an interesting take on everything. He never buys slabs. Hmm. Um, he only looks at cards and does an eye test on the grading of the cards. And then he sends it off to PSA, which can get really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. But if you have a good enough eye for that stuff, you can actually do pretty well on that. Um, and people are much willing to give a cheaper raw card than yes. they would be for to for a slab. It's true. Um, so I think that maybe that there's another market there too. That hey, if you do want a slab of somebody, learn how to look at the corners. Look, learn how to look at the centering. Learn how to you know take the time to understand how graders grade their cards. Um, because I feel like that's a, that's a very untouched part of our community right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree a hundred percent. I just can't even imagine the amount of cards that were just thrown in over the last couple of years to PSA, Beckett, SGA that shouldn't have been thrown in. Yeah. Just because people just want wanted them graded and didn't look at okay, is it centered? Is it you yep. know what's it look like around the edges a little bit or not even the edges, the whole frame of it? And um, yeah, people aren't taking the time to look as much as I think they should. They're just throwing it in there. But taking that time, yeah. And the time. first off, I would do the research first. Mm-hmm. Look at your look at your own cards. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe your raw cards. Take the time, watch some videos. Figure out how you can do your own grading with your with an eye test, mm-hmm. um, and so that way when you go to these shows, you know, okay, this one might be a nine point five. This one might be a ten. This one could be a nine. Um, there's by the way, there's a huge price difference in all three of those. Huge price difference. Yep. Going from nine to nine five to ten. I mean, that's huge price differences. But you gotta you gotta understand there's gonna be risk involved in that too. There's gonna be risk involved in that. I just think that that's a really interesting untapped market. And um, I think if you're, if you look at buying some raw cards from people, they are much more willing to do a bundle deal and save you a lot more money. If you have to have a lot of stuff that you're interested in. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that is true. I even think of like my favorite cards that are raw on my shelf. I've never really even taken the time to look at them to think, okay, I need to, I need to do that myself. And really think, do I need to slap any of these up? And I guess I don't because I don't ever feel like I'm going to sell them. Yeah. But I mean, I, I need to do that more too. I mean, there are certain brands when you look at select, especially in the last couple of years, you can tell on the centering, you can tell right away, uh, unfortunately. But yeah. Hmm. now here's, here's the secondary part to this question to wrap this episode up is does this approach that we've talked about at card shows, how does it change when we walk into our LCS? Now, obviously, on wax, we you know the price is the price, unless you're buying a crazy quantity and maybe they'll give you a deal. But how does that go with looking at cards? Do you feel I I always feel like you can negotiate way better at a card show, but you can still negotiate with your LCS. But again, if there's something you really want there that you see, I say you put in the work of building that relationship over time, not just that day unless you really think that card is going to be gone two days later, three days later. 
Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think uh, I think you look at it like a card show, but on a deeper level, like you said, um, this is not going to be the person that you see, you know, once a month or once a year. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the guy or, you know, lady that you see, um, you know, once or twice a week mm-hmm. if, if you're really investing in, and uh, really doing, you know, getting involved in the sports card game. Um, and even if you just go there just to have a conversation, take your lunch break, go over mm-hmm. there, bring, you know, just bring your lunch, talk to the guy. Um, and that's, I've done that before. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought, you know, it's, it's just about relationship building. Like you said, actually talking to them, getting to know those people. And then um, if something good comes out of it, then great. If not, mm-hmm. you have another person that, you know, that, you know, you've made a good relationship with and you can just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I love going to a different LCSs. Even when I travel sometimes, when I was on vacation recently in Florida, I went to one, I drove for 45 minutes to get to that one. And, um, I, I was there way longer than I thought I was going to be. My family was out chilling on the beach and I thought I would be back at the beach with them. And here I am talking to this gentleman about cards for two hours, but it was fun. It was fun. That's I cool. agree. It, it is. It is. We need to make sure everyone remembers that this hobby really is about people. I mean, the community yeah, it itself. And man, we've seen it too. How 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 good the community can be. Um, obviously, there's sometimes there's negatives, but we've seen how good the community is. Um, that people really do care and want to help each other too. Yeah, so. they do. Well, I think I think that is a great conversation. I love I love this conversation, and it actually makes me more excited to attend next week's card show. I'm going to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be a good time for sure. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure you go and follow L2L collectibles and two, three, eight cards on TikTok. until next time.